Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Vince Pitstick. He is a functional nutritionist and the founder of Nutrition Dynamic. Vince drops some serious knowledge bombs on us, and the biggest one being the reminder that, or the informing of, that all disease is metabolic. And from that, we have our discussion um, about the metabolism and our main portion of our conversation about what is weight loss resistance, right? A lot of women are discovering that they are not able to lose weight no matter what they do. And I want to talk about why. And Vince is the man for the job because he understands that it is not just people not being compliant. There are actual reasons that we are not able to lose weight that have nothing to do with our compliance. And he explains what's going on inside our bodies that may be causing this weight loss resistance because it's actually a symptom of a deeper issue. And that's why I love Vince. He is leading this revolution on healthcare and with nutrition coaching that is allowing us, other nutrition coaches and um, healthcare providers to change the way that we work with clients and actually giving them the help that they need. I love the passion that he brings to this conversation. And as I've mentioned in, in our actual talk, I have learned so much from him just from following him on social media. So listen to this one. I You're going to have several um, light bulb moments during it. Make sure you follow Vince at his Instagram, which is at Vince underscore Pitstick. And then also his website, nutritiondynamic.com. And if you're a coach like me and want to learn more about how you can work with him and be a part of this revolution, it is metabolicmentor.com. Enjoy this episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. I am so jazzed for my own personal reasons because we are going to pick the brain of Mr. Vince Pitstick. Um, Vince, I love following you on social media. I have learned so much from you just from like tuning in every week to the live videos and the trainings that you do. So thank you so much for being here. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to be here. I, I absolutely love your energy. <laughs> uh, you know, after we kind of started talking a little bit, I've kind of watched a lot of your content. I love what your message is. I love your energy. And I just like to partner with anybody who's got the, you know, the spirit and the intentions uh, that you do. So I uh, love the work. Glad to be here. Thank you. So just in case someone doesn't know what you do and who you are, can you explain to us how you help? I, I think it's mostly women. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, so that's the number one question I think everyone asks. So I've gotten good at answering this because no one understands what it is I actually do. And, and it's to, to good reason because the, the career path hasn't been uh, normalized in today's society. It's not something as simple as a doctor or a nurse, you know, but there was a time where there wasn't doctors and there wasn't nurses and then they became uh, an industry. <clears throat> and so, you know, I, what you would call me is a functional nutritionist. Okay. And that's essentially somebody who is a coach that organizes the science and the processes of fitness science. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you've got nutrition science, and then you've got functional medicine science, right, and processes. And it's someone who uses all those things in systems in order to help people either achieve their best physical self or to be, overcome disease. So we, we like to use the word reaching potential. So whatever that is for you, whether that's overcoming diabetes or it's, you know, becoming the best athlete that you can be or pushing yourself to the limit, because inside of each one of those um, worlds uh, exists information that you need to optimize yourself and and you have to really bring them all together and primarily in the market what you see is relatively dogmatic practitioners whether they're an allopathic physician um, whether they're a naturopath whether they're a personal trainer whether they're a weight loss nutritionist whether they're a classically trained dietitian 
right? These are all options available to an individual out in the market that's seeking recovery of some kind or seeking help of some kind. The issue is that those individuals, again, are following one line of thinking that are, is one dogmatic process um, that then alienates them from all the possibilities and then there's no cohesion, right? Uh, we see it in the market today, right? There's so much gap between what a doctor does, a nutritionist does, all these different things, and the gap's so wide, and the growing rate of functional lifestyle conditions is now five out of 10 people have some kind of lifestyle-related condition. Lifestyle-related conditions affect multiple systems that create a function. So like, for example, energy, like, like feeling energized would be the word I would use. Believe it or not, that doesn't exist in one system in the body. So there's not one doctor that you can go to for that. You can try an endocrinologist. You can try a cardiologist. You can try a GI specialist. You can try a personal trainer, right? You can try a nutritionist. But once again, a either, either the scope's too small or the system is too small to totally explain how a function isn't working correctly because multiple systems work together to create functions which is why you've got root cause theory, which is functional medicine and symptom cause theory, which is, or symptom diagnosis theory, which is allopathic medicine, which is what you would get whenever you'd walk into a primary care office or any kind of normal physician, mm -hmm. right? So even the functional practitioners that exist, you could technically say that someone that does nutrition does function because they're working on root cause, but because they don't know functional medicine and because they don't know how to physically maneuver the body, Every disease is metabolic. Uh -huh. So a nutritionist who works on you know, food is, is working on metabolic disease, believe it or not, whether they, whether they treat, prevent, cure any disease or not, they're wor you know, uh, that's semantics. They're, they're working on the root. So is a personal trainer working on fitness, working on the physical aspects of the body, right? However, again, the scope is so nearsighted that 80% of sufferers out there will not find relief long-term in any one area. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why you really do have to take that whole. You got to tie them all together and no one has the money to have 17 people right. and nor, nor do you want 17 mechanics on one car. So true. So yeah. do you see, so fundamentally what I actually do is I have a method to attack complex systems. The body is a complex system, right? And the, the, the issue is that you cannot approach a complex system with a small scope mm -hmm. because you are inherently opposed to what healing actually requires. Mm -hmm. So whenever you walk into a doctor's office, you don't realize it, but their fundamental theory of healing is diametrically opposed to how healing actually works. Wow. You know, mm -hmm. right? So, so you, the fundamental belief system of the practitioner actually matters yeah. whether you're going to get the outcome or not, whether you like him or not, or whether he's, he or she is smart or has a lot of licenses on the wall or, or any of that doesn't really matter. It's like fundamentally speaking, are we on the same page of how healing actually works? And if we're not, that's probably not the place you want to start. Right. Well, speaking of, you know, metabolism and metabolic disease, I see you helping a lot of women who um, have weight loss resistance. Yeah. And, you know, if they were to go to someone who didn't understand their nutrition coach or their dietitian would say, well, you're just not being compliant. Sure. You know, you're eating something that's not showing up on your food log, but what are you seeing? What is this weight loss resistance? Is it a real thing? What's causing it? And what are we doing about it? So let's, let's dial back. So I, I think it's important for, for people to understand a little bit of the history. Um, as, as a health entrepreneur, um, I've, I've lived many lives. Um, starting as a personal trainer, then had training in chiropractic for a while, then had training and I worked at medical offices as my services would be partnered with different medical offices that I'd learned their therapies, so like hormone therapies. And then I partnered about every kind of practitioner that you can think of. And then I had a system that was so big that um, Metagenics, which is like a global health organization that, that hires doctors to create the new treatments of the future and then, and then 
and then and then there are consultants that go out and teach those treatments to networks, um, to uh, other uh, independent organization uh, medical fields, whether it's just an independent doctor or whatever. So I went and trained under them for a long time, and then I went out into the field, quitting my career and went and worked for Metagenics, and that's when I met thousands of practitioners. Mm-hmm. And I would sit in on their cases and help them build systems in their practices that were that were uh, complementary to the to the treatments that we had natural treatments, whether it was supplemental, whether it was diet, whether it was mindset, right? And so I got to see how every type of doctor in the world deals with the same condition. So whether it's sciatica, whether it's PCOS, whether it's Lyme disease, whether it's, and when I would sit in on their cases and show them my method, and anybody that's a doctor knows that this is true, because if you go talk to, for example, uh, pharmaceutical reps, you would be amazed, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast, how much the, the protocols that you're being given by your doctor didn't come from your doctor. They were taught to them by the pharmaceutical rep who's sitting in explaining how to do things or the medical rep or, the, the, or you've got the medical equipment field. Wow. The, 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 you'd be amazed at how much of that actually is coming from the rep mm. and not the doctor's personal experience, especially as the doctor's learning. Yeah. It's all coming from the rep. Wow. I mean, I was in the field. I know. Yeah. Right. Like I, and anybody who's a rep, they may not say it publicly because they don't want to like make their doctors look bad. Not right. that doctors listen. They're fantastic. I've been kind of poo-pooing doctors. Doctors do really good if someone's got a disease in that system and that's the system they work on and we need them for that and we need them for acute care. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me with a good gunshot wound. I, I right. you know, yeah. you don't come to me with advanced late stage cancer. Mm-hmm. so medicine's a, a miracle it's just being applied to areas that it doesn't it's it's and then they're expected to know everything yeah right so th- they're being set up in a system that that's guaranteeing them to fail mm-hmm. right with a method that's not going to work yep and so there is this new field of functional medicine and people are beginning to adopt it but i believe that if you you give medicine without coaching you're, you're not fixing the root problem, which is in the lifestyle and they're not getting support they need. So the delivery of health services, I don't care if you're providing birth control or trying to solve weight loss issues needs to be done with the coach. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to change the way the health services are delivered across the country forever. Now, now that you understand that the, the reason I know that is because all great doctors have wide gaps of failure within their practice. And it was always in long-term re- recovery. Mm-hmm. Right. No doctor's very good at that. No doctor's very good at weight loss. No doctor's very good at a lot of these other things because they don't, they're not built in a system that's designed for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because of that, right. Um, I learned how to deal with every condition under the sun. And the first one that we started seeing, I even started seeing in, in my own, my own coaching program 12 years ago, where you would bring a woman in they were just, this is just 15 years ago is when women were just being liberated to use weights. Mm-hmm. Okay. It so, was the, it was the rise of personal training and we saw it as a, almost a feminist thing. Like mm-hmm. women deserve the right to be in the gym with the boys and, and they can lift weights too. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was so it, at a very early age, I, I felt like drawn to helping women in, in, in different scenarios, like, you know, gain their health independence, um, find their confidence in the gym, you know, get entered into the fitness space, um, you know, and, and these kind of things. Right. Uh, and, and the thing is though, what we would learn to do is that if we gave them a lot of protein, but we drop their calories and then we beat the hell out of them in the gym, we could get the results that we wanted relatively fast. At the time, it worked on a nine out of 10 women. Then by three years in, it was working on eight and a half out of 10, eight out of 10, right? Mm-hmm. Then I go work for Metagenics. It starts showing up in medical offices that I was sitting in on. And it was, you know, those like uh, eat less, move more was only working on a seven out of 10. Mm-hmm. Then as I kept going in the career, it was six out of 10. Then I opened my own business. I, I leave a lucrative medical career on a, on a hope. Uh, and I started with eight clients in the back of a chiropractic office in the middle of nowhere in Waynesville, Ohio. Right. And again, at that time, it was probably, it was working on six out of 10 women. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, I become the largest health coaching company in the United States for both one-on-one for performance and medical. And now it's five or four out of 10. Okay. So 
what that tells you is it shows you a, a direct trend. Yep. And, and the problem with research is it's very late. Like if they release a chemical into the environment and that chemical is not good for human consumption, nine out of 10 times, you won't figure that out for 30 years. Look at trans fats. Mm -hmm. Okay. So research can't prove anything until the damage has been done, which is why I don't like, I, I'm a proactive person. I'm not a reactive person. Medicine's very reactive. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for research to figure out how to live your life, it'll tell you how you should have lived your life 30 years ago. So I'm not living that life. So when people are always waiting around for the evidence, I'm sorry, I'm going to go with behaviors. I'm going to look at epidemiological studies that look at human behavior sociologically and, and, and look at the macro rather than waiting for the exact milligrams per deciliter of toxins you need to get from your food to make you sick on research that comes 30 years later that we should have been like, oh, wish we would have known that. I'm not. I'm a proactive guy, mm -hmm. right? And so we've been seeing weight loss resistance for over a decade now, mm -hmm. um, despite what they want to say in data. Mm -hmm. We knew it was real. We just knew that the research wasn't caught up yet, and it's still not caught up yet. But women know, anybody listening to this podcast has met somebody that can't lose weight and has tried their hardest. Coaches know mm -hmm. that it's real. And so I think the first creed to any practitioner is that when your client tells you something, your, your first job is to believe it. Mm, that's good. And I get it. You, you know, you're going to get misled because yes, most people aren't getting results because they're not compliant. That's true. Mm -hmm. But you know what? One out of three of those people is dealing with an underlying condition and it's kicking their ass and they don't know it and they trust you and they need you to believe them because the doctor's not going to believe them, right? The friends and family aren't going to believe them. Mm -hmm. You better damn well believe them. Then prove it wrong and then adjust what's wrong. Mm -hmm. But you better believe them and not throw them in a box of non-compliance yeah. because that number is growing every day mm -hmm. and we're alienating more and more people because we're not believing that. Doctors aren't believing them. They're throwing them antidepressants or telling them to work out more and eat less. They're giving them thyroid medicine. Yes. Right. They're not dealing with the real issue, which says that the metabolism is, is, is which remember all disease is metabolic. Yeah. So if you're, if you're not losing weight, that is a metabolic condition. Mm -hmm. That is a symptom that we are ignoring. Mm -hmm. We did the same thing for PTSD and depression and anxiety for for effing 30 years i'm trying not to cuss i'm sorry you can cuss on my podcast we say the f word right, fuck <laughs> right just get it out the way get it out of the way yeah. fuck <laughs> and if that if any of your listeners if you think that makes me less intelligent i'm sorry no they're used to me don't be fooled right. by this face yeah right <laughs> right um and so, um oh. and so you know the, the the thing about it is is that these people are being left untreated mm -hmm. and it's a shame and so I spent the rest of the years of my life trying to prove to them and give them a place to go mm -hmm. uh, where they wouldn't be treated crazy, that there was hope. We didn't have all the answers. We just knew to believe them. Yeah. And that's where my journey began. And, and, and now we have real answers today. So my listeners are very uh, familiar with reverse dieting and feeding up. Is that, is that all it is? Or is there more to this into helping women who are resistant to weight loss? So there's, when we talk about weight loss resistance, we're talking about a symptom. Okay. Now that's, it's not a, it's not a diagnosis, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't like when people are like, well, I've got the diagnosis of high blood pressure. Well, it didn't just show up out of anywhere. Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? What's the root of it? Right. And that's the diagnosis, right? Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have metabolic syndrome? Right. Um, are you dealing with a stress disorder in your life that's leading to, a, you know, um, you needing a beta blocker for, because it's a stress on your kidneys is then raising your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. do you have a, do you have an immunological disorder that's putting pressure on your kidneys that's leading to high, what, what is it, you know, and maybe it doesn't deserve a name. It just deserves a behavior. Like I have lifestyle conditions that are causing high blood pressure, mm -hmm. but to just say, Oh, I have high blood pressure. Like it just showed up like a tooth fairy under my pillow. Uh, and it was uncontrollable, it was irresponsible and doesn't, doesn't deal. Again, it's that inductive reasoning, you know, allopathic model. 
Mm-hmm. There's a book called The Problem with Induction. I don't, the whole system that medical is built off of is actually just completely diametrically opposed and people don't realize that. And if they, I think if they understood that, they go, well, how is that possible? Because so many people are experts and we're coming out with new science and more experts. And the reality is, is that experts becoming more experts is never how industry revolution happens, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 that's not, if you go back, if you read the story of like the, there's the Quirt key or the Dvorak keyboard. I don't know if you know the story about the, so the keyboard, are, is this a video? Do you show the podcast? Yeah I'll, like, yeah, I'll put this on YouTube too. Yeah. So on YouTube, so this keyboard right here, I want people to understand. Oh, I just lost, look at what I did. I just shut myself off. How about that? How about that? This keyboard here will show back up. I don't know if anybody knows this or not. Oh no. Oh, there here we go. go. This keyboard, everybody, so everybody knows. There is somebody that calculated the worst way to type where you put the keys on a keyboard. Uh-huh. And that's called a quirk key. This is a quirk key keyboard. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you know that it's the slowest method, mathematically speaking, for how to type? <laughs> I did not know that. Now it's in every home uh, in the country, but it's statistically the worst ever. Why? Why? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Now, does it? No. Well, it does. Let me explain. So a long time ago, typewriters used to get stuck if you move too fast. Yep, I remember. So what they had to do was mathematically calculate the worst method. So you would have to slow down, okay, to then, to then, till you wouldn't jam the, the keyboard yeah. or the typewriter. Now, technology came along and, and they, they went, they weren't digital right away. They weren't this efficient, but they were getting closer to those. And the problem was, is then, then all the investors, the big tech, the tech that existed at the time, they all doubled down on the Dvorak keyboard, which was mathematically the smartest, fastest way to type. And the theory was that all the new technology, right? Mm-hmm. All the new science, right? And, and all the new software, right? Would lead to system reliability. So it's an equation. It's like, if we improve the tech, right? That, that it will create better outcomes. Well, it turns out that everybody was already so used to the old keyboard, no one bought the Dvorak keyboard. And millions were lost. And now today, even though it is the worst way to type, it is what everyone does. Okay. Wow. So why, I'm, why did I share something about keyboards and then, and, then, and then talk about medicine? And that's to get people's minds to wrap around just because the way that we do something is common doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. And oftentimes, because humans are flawed, it is the worst way to do it. It's just what we know. Yeah. So that's why today we have more experts, more technology, more treatments, but less outcomes and people are getting sicker faster than ever. Mm -hmm. So again, treatments plus science, right? Um, Plus better technology does not equal system reliability. It is the human variable. So if we were going to make an equation, Mm -hmm. it needs to be humans times technology times treatments, right? Equals system reliability. Mm -hmm. And do you know what treats humans the best? Coaching. Mm. So now you begin to realize that if you apply coaching and the art of health coaching, to any treatment that's out there, you'll have better system reliability and the the medical system and everybody's beginning to understand that. That's as simple as I can explain dealing with complex systems that users will get, right? And why everything's heading this direction and why I'm championing the cause. And so when you're dealing with weight loss resistance, we realized that the human component was so important because of what people are doing to their bodies before they come in, that they're going to have to unlearn those behaviors. And it doesn't matter what means out there. It doesn't matter what drugs out there. It doesn't matter what they're, you've got to deal with the human element. Mm-hmm. So now we have to figure out since we're dealing with weight loss resistance and when there's a human element, we need to figure out, are we dealing with an adaption to human behavior? Meaning that I've been chronic dieting. Okay. Uh-huh. Meaning that like, I'm so stressed out emotionally from an abusive relationship. 
meaning that I've been drinking my pain away or I'm smoke, I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And the body adapts to those environments. Mm -hmm. Are we dealing with just an adaptation that's gotten severe enough that it's gone maladapted and now your body's not responding to stress because you're already way too stressed out? Uh-huh. It's like, I'm used to you beating me. So I, I, I didn't want to die. So I adapted us so we don't die because your body doesn't care if you look good in a bathing suit. It wants right. to survive. Mm-hmm. Or has that adaptation led to or been enhanced by a metabolic disease? So there's adaption and there's a de- disease. Got it. And there are diseases like autoimmune, like PCOS, mm-hmm. like, leptin, like leptin resistance. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, those are just a couple that are- uh, Would Hashimoto's fall into this? Yes. Okay. I get a lot of people with Hashimoto's, of course, PCOS. Right. So those are metabolic diseases and they're driven by essentially cellular inflammation from the immune system. Mm. And if you have, if you have that going on and we, and we figure out it's that far, then the first thing, if you don't know, it's hard to somewhat track because some of these things can't be tracked in blood work. And that's not uncommon. People go, no, I, I need the exact diagnosis and I need to know what the bad guy is. Well, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Every mood or mind disorder is diagnosed by symptom. PCOS is often diagnosed by symptom. Many autoimmune diseases are often diagnosed by symptom. Hell, half the diagnoses that go out are based on symptoms, not an exact value of something that proves that this is what I have. Mm-hmm. And people are walking around looking for that smoking gun because they want the bad guy. Right. And unfortunately, the bad guy is probably just you and then some disease that's grown from it. Yeah. And people don't want it. That's not the answer that they want to hear. That is, that's the hardest part too. Like it is us doing it to ourselves because of the stress we're putting ourselves under the way that we're eating or not eating or the way that we're training. And some things we couldn't help being put on a birth control before we were adult enough to recognize right. the possible ramifications at 13. And that's one of the worst ones. Oh, the reason, understand, a woman will diet twice a year by method of not eating mm-hmm. and doing more stuff, cardio, whatever. Okay. And they start that now at 14. They're also being put on birth control at 13, 14, 15. A birth control, whilst listen to the, the, your, your listeners, I'm not anti-birth control. Right. We I'm just that. saying, I'm just saying that if we gave a male testosterone, we would call it what it is. And we would say that's hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. And if I said, hey, I'm going to put my 13-year-old son on hormone replacement therapy, you might go, mm, that sounds a little weird, mm-hmm. but because they don't call it that and they call it birth control, which the marketing engine that exists has said that it's your friend and it's the catch all and it's the, it's the get out of jail free and it's the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. That we go, oh, that's a benign word. It's our friend. Mm-hmm. Birth control is a, is a hardcore steroid. Tell your friends that can, that can have positive benefits, Mm -hmm. but understand that long-term side effects and risks are much higher than you realize and nothing's free. You can't give people synthetic hormones at developmental ages and then expect there to not be ramifications. Now they're going to say, Oh no, you know, 12 week model studies and six month studies and year long studies show mm-hmm. the efficacy of this birth control. Well, one, they only release half the studies to you, by the way, mm-hmm. most studies get canned. That's a real, that's a real problem in the industry is that you only see half of double blind placebo controlled studies that are done on drugs. The others are either pushed down the line and released later or not reported at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a movement called all trials that is trying to push the government to enforce laws related to research because you're not getting it all. So you're only getting half the story. That's a problem. People don't even oh. realize the game is rigged before. So flawed. So yeah. Of the studies that they released, which tend yeah. to be pro, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then 
They're not acknowledging what chronic disease is. Now, anyone listening to this, when you put the word chronic in front of it, what does that mean, Kylie? Yeah, forever and always, constant. Right, it means long-term. Long-term. So do you think you can evaluate the risk assessment of a chronic disease in a six-month test or a 12-week study or a two-year study? No, mm-hmm. you can't because the, it's in the effing name, mm-hmm. chronic. It was my it's, it was my issue with, you know, I'm I'm thank God for the vaccine, but it was my issue with we couldn't evaluate the we still don't know the right. chronic. I'm not saying that it wasn't uh, good for society, and I'm so glad people like my mom who are going through tr- cancer treatments during it, mm-hmm. and people that are at really high risk and all of that. I'm and I'm so glad that it existed, and thank God. So don't don't misunderstand me. Right. But there has been no long-term risk assessment. We have no, we have no, no way of knowing mm-hmm. chronic disease relationships to medications. And so that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And so birth control, we're seeing it more and ever, and it's showing up in weight loss resistance and, and it's showing up in, in other, you know, pill-induced uh, PCOS. It's showing up in infertility. Look at the infertility rates. Oh my gosh. I know. I went through IVF. <laughs> but I wasn't ever on birth control, but still everybody I know went through IVF. Literally, I would say eight out of 10 people I know. So we have a whole fertility wing. So we have an 88% success rate for people that have had IVF failure, 88% naturally. That's amazing. Now we have a medical team. If we want to throw in a little bit of HCG to get hormones up, um, we, that's all included in the service. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a full medical team for some of those things. Sometimes we add pseudo stuff that are either analogs or agonists, but we don't have to do like IUI therapy. Um, it just takes a while to undo some of the stuff and get the body producing on its own again and all of that. Wow. So yeah. before uh, before we hit record, you were talking about, um, well, we were talking about eating disorders and gut issues. And yeah. I talk a lot no, about eating disorders. disorders. Eating disorders, so most women have had some form of eating disordered eating or eating disorder. Right. And what that does is it, believe it or not, is then most women have triggered their immune system to be overactive because they're put their body in flight or fight and it doesn't go away. Yep. And so most women severe, like severe, the worst cases of weight loss resistance are an actually undiagnosed autoimmune disorder we call OID. So the immune system is so overactive, it doesn't matter, you know, and you're not going to see it in a CBC because you're not sick. A yeah. CBC only picks up cancer or infection where mm-hmm. you're not high enough for an infection, but your, your immune system's upregulated enough. And when your immune system moves, it's called phagocytosis and it creates inflammation on purpose. That's how it works. Inflammation creates regeneration. So of course, when the immune system goes after something and it moves, it creates inflammation after. Why? Because the immune system gets rid of something, then the inflammation that's left regenerates something. It's mm-hmm. a perfect system, unless it's overactive. And now you're producing inflammation you can't get rid of. And when that happens, you're creating so much on the cellular level that two things are happening. One, cells that are too inflamed, the inflammation blocks hormone receptor site connection. So you can have normal hormone levels, but have symptoms of low hormone because your body can't hear it. So -hmm. you'll look in blood work and go, my blood work's normal. But it doesn't matter because the cell is not getting the message to, to, to take the action. So you are low. Yeah. Regardless of your level. It's called hormone resistance, or we call actually, excuse me, insensitivity. Yeah. So they're not, it's not sensitive to it because they can't hear it. Right. I didn't and realize that was a thing with anything besides insulin. I didn't realize that was happening with the other hormones. Yeah. Resistance is where you're making inflammation and in and and um it's actually blocking it from from attaching Mm -hmm. so then your body has to make a lot more Mm -hmm. insensitivity is that all the receptor sites are already full okay Mm -hmm. but because of the inflammation it won't bring in new so it's it's all filled with bound hormone that you can't hear and it can't bring in new so the level's not going high so it's not a high level it's just a normal level Mm -hmm. or a low you know low normal level but you're still having the same symptom as if it was high so is this why all the ladies are like, well, yes. my doctor says my blood work is normal. I, yes. Okay. And I'm here to tell you that I can 100% guarantee we have a program mm-hmm. that will make you feel great and improve it. Prove what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, well, and I know it's true because I know people that you've helped. 
right? <laughs> My social proof is so strong. If anybody just takes a glance at the, at the towering work that we've done, yeah. I let that, that's why we did that. I said, you know what? I don't care if people believe me. I'm going to build a tower of evidence that is so great that it would have to take somebody that's just really not wanting to get better to believe. Right, right. Right. And that's what we've done, right? And so the, the second part of that is not just hormone resistance. It's immunological upregulation of inflammation gets so high that when inflammation gets so high, you can't cross from a sugar burning state mm. into a fat burning state. This is very important. Okay. Yeah. So that what that means is no matter what you try to do to get your body to tap into fat, the inflammation's so high and the veil hasn't been dropped that it can't. So it just ends up eating its own muscle. And you'll typically see two hour postprandial glucose levels sitting anywhere from a 92 to a 98 to a 105 to a 110. And it shouldn't, it should be sitting anywhere from 77 to 89. Wow. And that's how we know. And we have a 17 point tracker that we do of symptom assessment that helps us to a 95 degree percent of surety that that's what you're dealing with is a, what we call OIV. Wow. And that's how we're producing the crazy results because our weight loss programs aren't even designed for weight loss strategies. They're designed right. to, to reduce the immune system function. And then once we do that, everything else starts to work again. Right. Yeah. To be clear, like he is not a weight loss clinic. That is not what he's doing. He's just getting, the bodies are starting to work the way that they're supposed to work again. Metabolic, all metabolic disease are metabolic. Yeah. So they work on the metabolism. So when you, so the, so if I get rid of all the barriers, mm-hmm. the side effect is weight loss because a normal metabolism wants to lose weight. It wants to have a balanced, healthy body composition. Yeah. Your body has innate intelligence. It doesn't want you staying overweight, puffy, swollen. It's telling you, yo, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And and because it's become so common, we think it's normal to the body. And it Mm -hmm. is not normal to the body. It's just common to society. Big difference. Well, the last thing I want to ask you about, because I want to be mindful of your time, is I see you working with a lot of competitors. There's not a ton of competitors that work with me, but I want to talk about it because the regular lady is doing competitor like things. Yes. And so, uh, <laughs> I mean, and you know, if you don't even look the like whole me, industry like, the industry has gone that point? way and that's not for them. No. So, like, wh- what is it about competing? If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, like preparing for a bodybuilding competition, bikini physique, whatever figure, what it is about, what it is about that lifestyle that leads women to have to come to you? So there's a couple things that I want to say to the person that says that, oh, he works with competitors. Then they would be remiss at what they're, we're actually doing. Right, Remember, right, right. I'm, a, I'm a functional practitioner of, of the metabolic processes of the body. Mm-hmm. So that means if I tune up your metabolic processes, I can either get you to overcome disease or I can make you a, 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 a world-winning competitor because mm-hmm. it all has to do with the metabolism. Right. So by, by the reason I work with competitors is that when I'm showing people that if you unlock the secrets of the metabolism, then you can do whatever you want, right? So as a coach, I'll make world champions, which I've done. And then I also solve the hardest diseases in the world. And you can't put me in a box because it's all on the plane of, metabo- of the metabolism yeah. and the processes of metabolic rate and metabolic uh, function. So it's what by seeing an athlete, you can see how when it works right, what's working correctly, so that you can identify in the disease what's working wrong. Because we couldn't figure out what wasn't working right. How is it that a cyclist that has a body fat of 8% can eat 7,000 calories a day and be 5'3, <laughs> right? But a 6'6 male obese with pre-diabetes and high blood pressure, can't eat 1,600 calories without gaining weight. So the mysteries are solved by looking at it when it's working correctly, mm-hmm. and then looking when it, and then what's not, you know, what over here is different to this, and that is how I've been able to pass all of my peers and physicians, and because I work with both, I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I started working on some of those things. So the problem is, is that when you don't understand what you're doing, 
and you're just mimicking, which is what a lot of coaches and bodybuilding.com. And it's been proven that 60% of people use the internet for their source of diet education. Mm -hmm. And what, what predominantly covers the internet is, is sex and sex cells and, and the, uh, competition world with lean, hard bodies and nice butts and chests and all that stuff that dominates the industry. So then it becomes what people call fact, yep. which is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem is, is that if you apply anything that you do to try to lose weight is a stress because you have to apply stress to get the body to metabolically move. Stress usually upregulates the metabolism mm-hmm. when it's working correctly. Right. So if I take a fitness female and I add more workout stress, I get more muscle if they're in a caloric surplus or I get weight loss, fat loss. But if you take a body that is now immunologically a little compromised, really stressed out, not hormonally in alignment, has an off gut, right? Doesn't utilize food and break it down and then partition it the same way that that another optimal body would and you apply the same stress, you don't get the same outcome. And that's what people don't understand. So you've got, you know, people with metabolic complications looking at bodybuilding research, being like, oh, protein's good, right? And then they eat 190 grams of protein and they cut out all their carbs and they wonder why they are losing muscle and look watery. Mm -hmm. And then they wonder why they rebound and gain more weight than they started with Mm -hmm. because they were doing things that weren't designed for them with where they're at. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that we're very visceral creatures. We look at something and go, that's what I want. So I'll do what they did. Yeah. That's not, that's very, that's, that's again, very faulty logic. Right. Yeah. It's just, it, it all boils down to our metabolic health. It sounds like it does. That's where the metabolism lies. And that's where disease lies. Mm-hmm. Right. The process is there's two pathways of energy metabolism and and, and creation, it comes from mTOR and AMPK. Mm-hmm. And depending on which one of those systems you've been in too long, you've got to switch to the other one. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean just doing whatever somebody tells you is going to get you shredded in six weeks and have abs. And the more stress that you add to the system, that's what the fitness world is doing. Yeah. They're just figuring out, they're poking you like a, like a, like with a cattle prod. And they're like, oh, does this work? Does this work? <laughs> and so then they just keep upping the, oh, just turn the voltage up. Turn the bolts. It's very rudimentary thinking. It's not intelligent. This is the thing that bothers me when they think, oh, we've got the system for you. No, all your system is more, buddy. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they have solved the case. All you had to do the whole time is eat less and do more hit cardio. Congratulations. You're a genius. Nobel Prize. I can't. Mm-hmm. And then they go, well, the answer is CICO. Oh, Oh, I'm so glad you went to school for, you know, 12 years Mm -hmm. and became a a doctor and whatever to give me that answer. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your valuable information. I award you no points and I have gotten dumber listening to you. I'm sorry. Well, and then, you know, (laughs) I feel about it when I hear it. Yeah. Well, illuminate. Yeah, the, the general population then who comes to work with me are in this terrible spot you know, because their doctor said that or bro science told them that and they've been doing it. You know, you throw in a woman who's in her forties who her whole life has been taught to do more. And that's how you show your, you get, that's how you earn your worthiness is by doing more. And yeah, I know that. self-worth is, 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 is rooted in how much you, your, your output. Yeah. That's the, that's the initial danger in all of it. Right. Yeah. So, point being, we got our work cut out for us. Yeah, well, there's a revolution happening right now. Yeah, and I know, I feel like you're leading it. Do you feel that way? Uh, I I hope if anybody wants to give me that, I'm going to be very careful. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to stay as humble as possible. If someone wants to give me that title, I'm happy to wear that. Uh, uh, I just want to do my part. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when it's all said and done, I I think people are going to understand that there's a new truth out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually the research... I'm going to leave the researchers to do what they do. And they'll eventually prove everything that I've said, just like they, the things I'm doing now, they've proved a lot of those things that I started talking about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll wait for them to catch up, but I'm not going to slow down because there's people out there that need me and they need the message and they need you and they need us and they need well-trained educated coaches mm-hmm. uh, delivering uh, 
you know, the, the coaching technology of the future mm -hmm. uh, so that, that people can get adequate support and the right information and they can live happy, one, wonderful lives. And right now that's at stake because the average individual doesn't feel well. They're on a lot of medications. They're depressed. They're anxious. They're isolated at home. And this will not work. Uh, the strength of a nation rests on the individual's health. Mm -hmm. And COVID showed us we don't have any. A breeze knocked us uh, over like it was a tsunami. Yeah, that's an excellent point. So if anybody wants to be on high alert and they think that they're worried about like, uh, you know, a, a nuclear war or they're worried about like a rocket or a, a meteor hitting the earth or we're worried about global warming or you're worried about three cases of, of Ebola in New Hampshire or, or you're worried about China, I'm going to tell you that the thing that's, the research is clear that's coming for us first is mass illness by our own hand. Yes. Which sounds actually like, you know, like, you know, it, that makes sense. Yeah. That it yeah. would be us that does it and not, and not all of our fears. How many things do we worry about? I, the, one of my favorite quotes was, uh, the worst things that never uh, ever happened to me never happened. Because I'm so worried about, <laughs> what's going to happen. And the reality is almost none of those things do happen. It's actually my response to worry that is what gets me, mm -hmm. right? I do it to myself, mm -hmm. right? And that's what's coming for us. So it's, um, I don't know the, what the word is. I don't have the linguistic capacity to think of what you might say, but it's very um, mm -hmm. uh, self-fulfilling in a way, right? It's very um, uh, poetic that it, yeah. we worry about all these things and yet it'll be us and ourselves that get us. Oh yeah. It'll be us and ourselves. Like if you want to fix the world, you got to start right here with yourself Right. and, and yeah. you deserve to feel your best and it is possible. Right. For, <sighs> for however people feel about Michael Jackson, he got it right. Didn't he? <laughs> he did. Well, I love Michael Jackson and it's funny. It's the only thing my husband and I argue about. It's like, he doesn't it. like it. It's a charged issue, but uh, listen, regardless of that man in the mirrors, maybe, maybe Michael, oh. maybe Michael had, you know, maybe there was things going on behind the scenes. And then he, he had a, you don't, those songs, you know, usually are some, you, you don't just sing those out of nowhere. You no, have, you don't. Your own personal revival. Yes. Uh, that is so that he told the truth. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Great. I'm so yeah. grateful for your time. Where can everyone find you? I mean, I stalk you on Instagram all day, every day. What's the best place to learn more about yeah. what you have to offer? Yeah, so there, there's kind of like a dynamic verse of a lot of different companies that are aimed at helping people in different demographics with different situations and in different scenarios. And I think that the best way to funnel people to kind of understand all the things that are going on, and we're doing a better job with our, we have a social media team and, and getting the information out there would be to probably start with either our website, nutritiondynamic.com. Um, if you're a coach mm -hmm. and you're like, I want to learn these methods and I want to get out there and help people too, because I see the world that you, the way that you do, Vince, and I want to make a change, uh, then that's going to be metabolicmentor.com. We have actually our first live stream kickoff event for our university um, on April 7th from uh, 6.30 to 8.30. You can sign up for that for your free ticket, although tickets are selling fast. I got mine. Already, I don't care about anybody else. Already at 400. <laughs> We're trying to open it up. Uh, you got capacity. We're trying to open it up for a thousand because there's still a month left, but I don't think we're going to get it. So there's only going to probably end up being 500 tickets. So I don't want people to get mad at me like Vince, I waited and then there was no tickets. You know, we're down to like a hundred. So everyone needs to sign up that they can. Uh, metabolicmentor.com, just put your email in. Um, then our Instagram, which is, uh, you know, Vince underscore pit stick. And it's just like a deodorant pit and stick. It's an Australian deodorant. Uh, don't ask me how that happened. It's called immigration officer abuse. I am Italian. I don't even want to go there. Are you That's serious? You're Italian. Yeah, I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some German in there and that's where the, the last name came from. And, <laughs> and at Ellis Island, the Australian um, uh, officer uh, couldn't, ex couldn't say it. So pit stick it became. And so now that's it, hilarious. I'm related to every pit stick that ever existed. So that's cool. Anyway, <laughs> nobody has that crazy of a name. No, but um, I swear to God, I saw it the other night, like in a TV show credit or something. I yes. swear. We're all related. And, we, and then we all go to every four years as a pit stick uh, <laughs> roof, like people just get together. They got the last name uh, yeah. and, uh, and um, it's in uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, which is a very interesting place. If you know the history of Yellow Springs. But yeah, that's a whole nother interesting deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but you can then go or you go to nutrition underscore dynamic or Instagram there. And then from that, there's a link tree that has everything from 
you can see our podcast with Erica Fitlove from The Biggest Loser, um, which is E3. Um, you can also watch my, our Metabolic Mondays. You can watch our live stream on YouTube on Wednesdays at 5.30 Eastern time, uh, where I go through live cases, uh, try to give people a better perspective. And we're trying to get the information out there and, and more to come. We're, we're coming up with bigger and bigger ideas every day. Great. Well, and I love it, you guys, too. I can always tell when someone knows what they're talking about because they can just take questions on the fly. Notice That's who's showing up for you and just talks. Um, you're obviously one of those people. Build a social proof. You got it. Yeah. So I used to have a radio show called Healthline. Yeah, on, on, and, and this was when radio was still kind of popular. And it was on 55 KRC out of Cincinnati. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I used to feel, you think that that's cakewalk compared to the crazy stuff I used to field on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, so wow. I've been doing it for so long and answering so many doctors' questions and fielding. There's almost nothing that I haven't seen uh, and, and haven't dealt with. And so that's why people can, I'm, I'm ready. Whatever I mean, you seriously, you guys, tune in on a Monday. And I, like the <laughs> other day, some lady was asking about her child and his poop. And I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to know this one. Oh, no, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, everything. I, I, <sighs> I'm obsessed. I don't, this is all I do. You know what I mean? 24 seven, whatever you're doing. If you're like, if you're like taking time off, if you're like jumping between different jobs, I'm staying in the, I, it's, it's Mamba mentality. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, I love Mamba mentality. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm so all grateful right. and thankful for your time, Vince. Thank you so, Thank so, you much. so much. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to uh, meeting you again. I know. We'll yeah. Know. We'll talk soon. I'm sure. Thank you, sir. All right. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'm sure you could feel Vince's passion come through however you are listening to this through your headphones or through your car speaker. It is really up to us to take ownership for our health. And luckily, there are now practitioners out there and available that can help us. Again, if you are interested in learning more about Vince and what he has to offer, check out his website, Metabolic mentor.com if you are a coach or nutritiondynamic.com if you are an individual looking for coaching and then of course if you are looking to work with me and my team we have our next round starting in may the end of may we'll have our next round of lift to get lean and us coaches are always learning right we're surrounding ourselves with experts like Vince and all the other people that you hear on my podcast so that we can deliver you the best service and the best coaching possible. So until next time, have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.